0: LifeWay Lifeway. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the Group Answers Podcast, a weekly show designed to resource, train, and encourage small group leaders. Each episode considers current trends and resources, as well as timeless truths and methods of discipleship. It's hosted by Brian Daniel and Chris Surratt. Now, enjoy the show.
0: Welcome to the Group Answers Podcast. I'm Brian Daniel with Chris Surratt, as always, and we are back at you. Appreciate everyone being with us this week. Hope everyone is doing great out there and enjoying, I guess, enjoying this this fall. So, Chris. Yes, sir. Fall means what? Fall equals blank. Uh, How do you fill in that blank in group life? In
1: group life, it means uh, picnics, outdoor, bonfire, pumpkin spice, everything, I think. I love fall. If we were on Family
0: Feud, the number one would still be unturned.
1: (laughs) I love fall for groups because it is. It's a great time to... Go and do something outdoors, go to one of those uh, corn mazes, those farms (laughs) that put on fun things. And uh, our group just had a birthday party for one of the babies that's in our group. They did a local one here uh, right by our house. I didn't get to go because I was out of town, but my wife went. So it's it's a good time to just kind of hang out and enjoy, hopefully, the good weather wherever you are.
0: It's funny that you would throw out in the list of things that are, that a group might consider, which was a relatively short list that you just threw out there that corn maze would have made that list as if (laughs) every group has access to a corn maze out there. Oh, surely. We've got listeners in the Northeast and Northwest. It's like, they're thinking corn maze, where do you guys live? Oh, everybody,
1: everybody puts on a corn maze. I would guarantee that if you went out, if you went out to let's Connecticut, there's somewhere that's got a corn maze that just for this There's no
0: way that's true.
1: Just for this season, if you are a listener and nope. you live in <laughs> wherever Brian doesn't like and uh you'll send us a picture of a corn maze, <laughs> we'll send you a t shirt. Uh the group answers t shirt.
0: Nope. There is no way that everyone listening has access to a corn maze. There is no way.
1: (laughs) I bet it's true. I bet it's true. I actually wrote an article a few years ago. If you go to lifeway.com group, actually adult ministry now, there's a, I think it's fall is for family and groups in a gig. I think I gave like five or six things to do in the fall with your small group. So. There you go, and one of them I'm guaranteeing yeah. is a corn maze, Brian Daniel.
0: That <laughs> it was not. You just you were you reached into the deep recesses of your mind and felt around and just pulled out corn maze. That's what happened right there. Hey,
1: I live half the time. Well, in the South- number one answer. I live half the time in Southern California, and I know they have corn mazes out there. So, what's the number one
0: answer? Is that true? What's
1: the number one answer, Brian?
0: All. All the corn, all the corn that they got growing in the Orange mm-hmm. County out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. They could ship it out. Well, the number one answer on the family feud game would be campaigns. That fall is for uh, campaigns. I can't believe one. you missed that. Being the good expert one. you are. That you th- corn corn maize would have been an X and there would have been a lot of disappointment in the crowd, but it there's no way that would have come in the top five or well, six well, group potions in the fall. I,
1: I was thinking individual groups, but now yeah, we're going broad, we're going global, church wide. Yes, fall is for <laughs> campaigns. You're right. Good one. Good good transition. I like that.
0: So 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 what percentage of churches put on a fall campaign, you think, of those that you're in contact with? It's relatively high, right? And there are different ways to do this, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I would say it's very high. Um, Saddleback was the church that kind of uh, came up with the idea, the all-church campaign. And when we say campaign, it means that you're doing a series of messages on some topic from on Sunday morning. And then your groups are talking about that same message with some questions, sometimes with a video added uh, component. But so everything is aligned from message to small groups. Some, some churches do it all the way down to students, kids. Um, But everything's aligned usually for about six weeks is generally the the campaign. And yeah, there's different ways of doing it, but probably the overall uh, common way of doing it is just six weeks, we preach on this topic, small groups talk about that topic.
0: And the benefits of this are obvious. One, sometimes it's used to get everyone on the proverbial same page. And so there'll be like a fundamentals or who we are or a vision for the next year or kicking off a vision season. Uh, moving into the holidays and for maybe even longer than a year. I think another reason that, uh, we see campaigns is, uh, start new groups. Uh, you and I have are, both have a relationship yep. with Steve out there at Saddleback and, you know, I've heard Steve say sometimes, yeah, we know that only 20% of groups or some percentage, I can't remember what it is, will continue. And that after the campaign, a lot of those groups will not meet and 20 percent may be low. But his point is, but we feel like the way that we look at it is uh, we've got 20 percent more groups than what we had when we started. So that's the second reason you might see a campaign. And then thirdly, I think I would just put into the broader category of energy to get everyone together on a message series for a lot of times. I'm sure there are four weeks out there, and there's probably some eight weeks, but six seems to be the most common so campaigns are really popular for those handful of reasons
1: yeah and I've found that it's the uh, best quickest way to get a lot of people into groups so if you're looking at you know how do we get people engaged in groups in one you know one push then a campaign is is the best way because people get excited about talking about the topic that uh, you're talking about on Sunday morning. There's a lot of, a little bit of peer pressure to get into a group because most of the church is doing it. So I should probably jump in. So, yeah. So if you want to get a lot of people into groups at one time, then a campaign is probably your best, your best method.
0: All right. So, so here's a question for you. That's something that we see a lot to what degree to what degree do you see um, maybe, I don't know if I would call it poor follow-up, but maybe yes. not taking, not not maximizing that campaign to the fullest extent. So a lot of energy, just like holidays, uh, Easter, for instance, moving into the holiday season that we're on the verge of. You know, once you hit ho- October in the adult world, you're already at January. That's what it feels like to me that once October starts, it's like you blink and it's January, but we're moving into that season. So a lot yep. of effort, a lot of energy, a lot yep. of intention goes into these seasons. What about making the most out of those? Do you see often that after these high energy that there is an exhale and a, um, and maybe and maybe a little bit of a, a miss there. Is that something that you, yes. you know, when you're out and you're in these contexts and, and talking with leadership, you know, to what degree are you saying, now, look, there's a way... Of course, we do these things, but follow up is really important. Yeah, I
1: I talked to or I've talked to a lot of churches in the past that, you know, and I'll bring up a campaign idea when they're asking, okay, how do we kick off our groups? How do we get people excited about groups? And and inevitably, you know, we'll get to the campaign idea. And a lot of times they'll go, well, we tried that. We did a campaign and we got a bunch of groups going and people into groups. And then after the campaign, it just kind of fizzled people the groups quit the people quit it just you know didn't it didn't work and so then i start digging in with why didn't didn't it work you know and usually what i find out is there wasn't a plan for after the campaign they put a lot of effort into building the campaign probably shot some videos wrote curriculum you know promoted it got a lot of people in the groups but then just kind of let it go. Like it's going to just automatically transition into whatever's next. And they didn't think through what comes after. And I think thinking through what comes after is as important as the campaign itself, because, you know, six weeks, although it's a good amount of time to get to know people, it's really not enough time for people to get into the habit of being in a small group.
0: Yeah, so you guys at Harvest, are you are you just wrapping up your campaign? So we're at the yep. time of this recording, we're mid October. That's about right.
1: Yeah, we are wrapping up our you, campaign. Uh, in fact, this Sunday, as we're recording will be the last week of our campaign. So we did, am I doing this right? A series on relationships. And this was the first type of actual series we've done at Harvest like this. So we did, you know, one on relationships or one on, uh, friendships, parenting, couple on marriage, singleness. Um, and so, yeah, so it's a series. And so we're wrapping it up this week.
0: So you're right. So this is really top of mind for you. So today we want to talk about the things to consider after your campaign. So you've already thought through all this as the small groups uh, point person, leader, pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship. So things to consider after your campaign for all of you guys out there that are um, I mean, I guess our timing may be a little off, but it's not too late for to think about. So how am I going to follow this up? I think probably Chris, you guys started, you use Labor Day as your kickoff. So you're either like the Sunday after Labor Day and then six weeks after that, and you're wrapping that up. Yep. And I'm sure that's probably true of a lot of leaders and other churches and small group pastors that are, that are that are tuning in this week. So we want to look at just things to consider after your campaign. And this yeah. is uh, based on some thinking that Chris, you have already done.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as you're, as you're listening to this, the next a uh, really good time for a campaign is january february and so and now is the time to start planning what that campaign is going to be so the, really if you're feeling like oh man I'm, I'm I'm too late on this one no you're right on time cuz start having these conversations in october november uh, to get ready for your january february February campaign so so yeah this is a kind of five things that just to think through as you think post campaign and there's a lot that goes into the campaign I've written a lot on that if you go to lifeway.com go to adult ministries search campaign you'll see lots of articles I've written on that or you can go to Saddleback they have tons of resources but the first one is one we kind of talked to uh, kind of hinted about is have a follow up study ready so
0: yeah, I want to ask you. So how did how did you approach? I mean, so you just did. Am I doing this right? So you would you would think through just what those, and you probably worked with your. Well, I'm sure you worked with your pastor and developed the outline, or maybe it came from the pastor. But the staff worked together to come up with the campaign and what that content would be, and how groups would interact with that with that message series. So how did you approach then the follow-up study on this?
1: Yeah, at, at Harvest, there's a real tradition of Bible study. So walking through books of the Bible. As I said, this relationship series was different because it wasn't. It was more of a topical. But we decided that um, after this, we should probably go into more of of a Bible study. And so what we planned is uh, we're going to do one on James, but we're calling it Walk This Way. So it's it's very topical in nature, but it's really just a walk through James. So we've actually planned out the next nine months of, of, uh, of studies. Again, there's some options in there for groups. Not all groups will do exactly, you know, that study, but having something that is easy, that is kind of the same format as a campaign study. So for our campaign study, we did, um, six weeks, we, we wrote it, um, you know, it, it reinforces the message, but if you miss the message, there's still commentary in it and all of that. So we wrote the James study exactly the same way. It's the same format, uh, yeah. looks pretty much the same. And uh, yeah, so we, you know, we started getting those available last week, told leaders, they could pick up their books, have a PDF out, you know, so it's just something that groups can just step into. So that they're not having to worry about, okay, what comes next? It's, we're going to basically do the same thing. We're, going to continue on with the Sunday message, uh, it's just going to be a different topic. And for us, it happens to be James.
0: So you went because the campaign bent more towards the topical, and that was a little bit of a break from tradition for particularly you guys, you yep. felt like you needed to get back to, uh, something that was more familiar and customary with a, more of a book of the Bible, but it feels like with the topical bent walk this way is. Yep. That feels yeah, like a, it, a really cool follow-up to uh, am I doing this right? And then, well, walk this way.
1: Yeah, and it's timed out to where this series will get us into Advent. So we'll... We'll take James through uh, November, and then starting the first week of, of uh, December, we start doing Advent. Now, a lot of groups take December off, and I'm great with that. You know, that's I think that's actually a healthy thing. I always tell groups, you know, do something like a party at the beginning of December. Uh, maybe do something missionally with your church if they're going to do some, t- some type of mission outreach for December, but don't worry about meeting every week. But a lot of our groups like to meet, and so we also produce an Advent series for them to go through during the month of December, but this series will get us right up to there.
0: All right, the second thing to consider after the campaign is this idea of adjusting groups for the next six weeks. So, Chris, what do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, you you know, you're going to have, especially if you did a hardcore campaign where you started a lot of new groups, hopefully, and recruited hosts and and all of that, you're going to have, naturally, some groups that are going to not want to continue after the six weeks want to readjust you'll have uh, some groups that took off some groups that didn't and so you want to look at all of your groups and say okay what worked what didn't work do we need to combine some groups maybe or um, you know encourage some group leaders that that's tried to start a group and didn't get their group going and so uh, maybe working with them on uh, starting another group for this next series or getting them into a group but definitely have an adjustment period ready, knowing that not every group you launch for this campaign is going to continue on for the next six weeks. And that's okay. Like you said with Steve, I think it's a much higher percentage that they they get to continue on, but they know there's going to be some groups that just don't work and that's all right, but just have a plan, be ready for it and help as many people as you can kind of get uh, readjusted back into groups or leading a different group.
0: How do you track that? Is that something that's just a blanket, uh, um, communication, either from the pulpit or in an email where you just acknowledge, Hey, I understand, I understand, you know, for various reasons, some of you guys weren't able to get into, like in, in your case, the, uh, Am I doing this right series that we just did? And that's okay. We would, we would like for, we're, Uh, We would like for you to consider beginning, you know, on this date and how do you go about then reassessing and realigning? That feels like you're going through that same process again, albeit on a uh, more uh, not quite – Major It'll be
1: smaller scale uh, stage, four. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I scale. think, hopefully, you have some type of a database, or you're keeping it at the very least a Google sheet or an Excel sheet of all the groups that you're starting. There are rosters. Uh, if you've got something like a planning center, for instance. Uh, you know, our groups use planning center, they keep attendance. So we ask all of our groups every week to keep attendance. So we watch and we know the groups that are, you know, not keeping attendance or not getting good attendance. And we will follow up with them. We'll say, you know, How's it going? We see that you guys haven't gotten anybody to group, or maybe you're just not turning in your numbers. And so that gives us just direct with that leader, the knowledge of whether their, their group has, has started or working or not working. So at the very least, you know, have a Google sheet where you can contact each one of those members. I would suggest looking at, um, groups at about three to four weeks into your campaign, and checking in with them, if you have coaches, that's great. We call them support leaders. Having those support leaders or those coaches checking in and seeing how it's going at the at the third week or the fourth week, and then that gives you a little bit of a heads up if things didn't get off, off the ground or not. So, yeah, so having tracking, knowing the numbers is super important for this.
0: Are you guys looking at ideally 8 to 10 in a group, how are you managing the just the number of people in a? Yeah, it depends. Group? I
1: don't think we really have a number because I think you know you can have successful groups three or four depends on the type of group, but uh, yeah, I mean generally if a group can't get more than eight to start with, it's gonna it's gonna have a hard time because you're gonna have people missing and it's just it's difficult.
0: All right, so five things to consider after your campaign: first, have a follow up study ready know what they're going into next and how you're going to I would just use the term assimilate so you've done your campaign you've you've hopefully added groups we want those groups to stay together and the way you do that is by go ahead and and building in what the next step is and how we're going to continue and you know I think uh, most of us would would agree that once you get a group into a second a second uh, study uh, topic, the chances of that group staying together are, are much higher than, than yep. one. And then secondly, you're going to look at adjusting groups for the next six weeks, and that's just a reassessment, like a reorientation for those groups that maybe uh, stop meeting for various reasons and for those potential group members that didn't either didn't finish or missed the sign up for whatever reason. So a, a third um, consideration here after your campaign is Have a plan for new groups to start.
1: Yeah. uh, I think this makes a little bit more sense probably for the next season, the the January, February, but just because how the calendar falls, but um, you know, you're going to start a new study, hopefully, uh, after your initial campaign. And so you probably have some people that came in not ready to join a group or missed getting into a group. And so they feel like, you know, the third, fourth week of this series is not the best time to jump into a group, but they may be ready. So, you know, it, the campaign is not the only time that you can launch groups being ready for whatever the new season is. So a new study, um, you know, after Easter sometimes can be really good too, if Easter uh, falls early enough in the calendar before summer, but just, you know, having a plan or having the option of new groups starting after the campaign for that next study is, is good. It's, you know, you're going to, you're going to catch some people that way.
0: Our fourth consideration here has to do with leadership and transitioning your mm-hmm. coaches. So, uh, tell us what you mean by coaches here, and how you uh, how you counsel them uh, in this transition. Yeah,
1: if you're you know if you're starting a campaign, you're starting a lot of new groups. You're going to need support for those new leaders. So you're going to need to recruit more coaches or support leaders connect them with those new leaders. And so sometimes we can forget about supporting those coaches or the support leaders. And a lot of them might be coming out of this a little disappointed. Maybe they didn't get the response that they thought they would from those new leaders. They didn't get communication back or text back or whatever it is. And that happens a lot. Um, You know, that's just normal. So checking in with those coaches and saying it's okay. We we get it. Sometimes it happens. We would love for you to continue on and, you know, we'll have some new leaders for you or we connect you with some other leaders, but definitely taking care of those coaches and the support leaders that you have recruited, you know, for the, for the campaign, but we want them to continue on as well. We want them to, to uh, feel like they're fulfilled in their role as, as coaches.
0: What's your ratio for coaches to group leaders?
1: Oh, it's all over the map. I don't think there's one. You know, I used to think you'd need like one coach for every 5 leaders um and then you know, I had some systems that would say one to every 100. I think that was uh that was uh uh, North point or Saddle, I can't remember one of them. And it just depends on the level of care that these leaders are needing. I would say if it's all brand new leaders, then one to every three to five is probably a good ratio. If it's seasoned leaders, they're not going to need as much care. They just need a check-in. They need a phone call. They need an occasional email an update. You can do a higher percentage. So I think a good coach could probably do 20 to 25, Uh, With, you know, four or five of those being brand new and the rest of them being uh, existing, you know, just, hey, give me the announcements kind of leaders.
0: All right, Chris, what's number five? This is
1: huge. This is huge. Celebrate. Celebrate the campaign, Uh, what God did, how many groups that you started, how many people joined groups. Because there's this tendency just to move on to what's next. And I'm preaching to myself here, Brian. Um, You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, we got this campaign off. What's next? So we got this James series that's coming. We got to make sure we get all the books out. We got to get people signed up for groups for that. And, And we forget that God just did this amazing thing. We just launched this huge. Uh, campaign got people in the groups and we need to celebrate that so spend some time with your leadership you know just talking through the stories collect stories get stories from the groups and what god has done through through them during that season and then you know as much as you can tell those stories if you can shoot videos that you can share on sunday morning that's great or if you can share it through an email a newsletter but just don't go right past it on to the next season because that you know we just we we don't put our rocks in the river that way we we want to make sure that we uh, we mark this season and uh and celebrate what God has done
0: is is the last week of your of um um am i doing this right the week of October 17th or the or the week ending this week
1: it is um the I'm looking at the calendar to make sure I know what dates uh, we're looking at, is the end of the week of the 16th. So the 16th being Sunday.
0: Yeah. 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 So when will you, and uh, <clears throat> the celebration of the things you mentioned, I mean, that can be done in an email uh, blast that goes out to everybody, but I think it's best done when everyone is together on Sunday morning from the stage, how will you guys do it?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I don't know that we'll necessarily. I mean, probably our pastor will say something about you know this was a, this was a great series and we're we're so glad you guys got into groups. But for us, it'll be more through our support leaders and from the you know we we've already as a leadership team. Uh, talk through the numbers and you know we had a big a good bump in people coming to groups and we'll meet again uh, next week to talk about the final numbers and then we'll celebrate that and i ask for stories and then we want to kind of flow that down through our support leaders to our leaders to our coordinators and that's really how we find out the find the stories and celebrate it through those individual leaders and their support leaders
0: I mean it can be done like every time and it does require a lot of staff and others, but when I've seen this done best is just a short video montage on Sunday morning to where you're just yeah. cutting in and out of people giving testimony of just how God revealed himself through this message series and through this study and celebrating really what God is doing. So um yep. you know, that's different from just the group component of it. So yep. we have to remember that the that the end it's really hard in our world not to get wrapped up in the mechanics of it and 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 remember that in the end what we're looking for is is that the gospel would be advanced both in our hearts and in our lives but also in those around us and in our communities. So that's where these campaigns really win is when you build energy and get everybody on one on one on one page and uh, in one direction, it tends to affect things more broadly in this way, just because of the concentration of what we're talking about. But I know, I know when I've been, when I've been in the congregation, when I've been in there in the room on Sunday mornings and uh, a video was playing and these people that have been in the groups and put actual faces to these stories, that's been really effective. Yeah. But I know that that's, that's a big undertaking.
1: It, is, it It is and it isn't. I mean, I think with the technology, like your iPhone, you know the latest iPhones shoots amazing videos, and sometimes we get wrapped into, um, you know, Jim Collins. Good, don't let the don't let good be the, uh, oh, what's the phrase, um, uh, of great. Yeah, yeah Don't don't let the good be. The, <laughs> read the. <laughs> That's all I
0: remember from Jim Collins. Good is the in, Good Fly is will. the enemy
1: of great. Okay, so we get. We get wrapped up into that and we think, oh, it's got to be just, you know, bells and whistles, but really sticking an iPhone in front of somebody for three or four minutes and getting a decent just testimony video is huge. And then you could share that on social media, on your website, doesn't have to be a huge Sunday morning deal, but just getting those stories any way that you can is, is, is important.
0: So for your campaign, and I would say a high percentage of our listenership is going to be uh, into planning campaigns. There's one and probably another time. The fall is big for campaigns, but January is becoming even bigger. So five things to consider after your campaign is have a follow-up study ready, adjust groups for the next six weeks. And this is for um, those groups and the leaders and those those aspects that maybe didn't run on all cylinders through the campaign. So just be sure you're making adjustments and accounting for those so that we can get everybody ready for what's next. The third consideration is have a plan for new groups to start and then transition your coaches as a fourth and then to be sure and celebrate the campaign. Thanks for being with us. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Group Answers Show. And uh, just as always, just uh, we encourage you to subscribe. That way you don't have to go looking for it. Leave comments. Wherever you listen to group answers, we use those comments for, uh, well, they're just good to get. And uh, always ratings, but we only accept ratings at four or higher. Is that, five. Is that still our standard, five, Chris? Five or higher.
1: Five. Yes. Only ratings. Only, rating only five ratings. Five or higher. Although oh, five is the top. So,
0: yeah. Thank you for being with us. Look forward to being with you again on down the road.